0: Hey, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, we're going to be talking about how to balance your careers and your relationships and family life. You're running into problems there. Some actually say that happy, healthy, romantic relationships give you a huge edge in your workplace. We're going to be giving you tips uh, for you and your adult children entering into their careers up next on the Matt Townsend Show.
1: This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Supreme Court has announced they will hear arguments from a pair of cases challenging controversial same-sex marriage laws. One of the challenges is against California's Proposition 8, which banned the practice in 2008. President Barack Obama revealed his picks to fill two top security positions today. Chuck Hagel, an enlisted Vietnam vet, will take up the security of defense position, and John Brennan will be the new director of the CIA. Despite her plans to leave the post at the beginning of President Obama's second term, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is back in her office today for the first time since being released from the hospital for treatment of a blood clot in her head. Police described Aurora Theater shooting suspect James Holmes as calm and relaxed when he was arrested the night 12 were shot and 58 wounded during a hearing today for a judge to decide if there is enough evidence against Holmes to try him. Bank of America is paying mortgage firm Fannie Mae just over $10 billion to settle remaining unsettled claims for the housing market crash, overcoming another major hurdle in the bank's recovery. International news, the five Indian men accused of raping a 23-year-old woman who later died in New Delhi have been officially charged in court. Local lawyers have vowed not to represent the men. Protests against censorship are flaring in China after one of the most daring newspapers in the country polled an editorial calling for expanded legal rights for a piece praising the government. A Google executive is in North Korea on what he is describing as a humanitarian mission to get in contact with an American citizen detained there for crimes against the state, U.S. officials advised against the trip. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall.
0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Matt Townsend. Your guide on the side. This is the human project. I don't know what we're calling it, but we're working on humans. That's our goal in the show. To give you the tools, the ideas you need to be able to deal with your life, and uh, you know, we could just sit here and talk about how hard life is to deal with. But honestly, why? Well, instead, let's just figure out some ways to work around it. Today, we've got a great show for you. The entire gang is back, Woo-hoo. and uh, even Skyboy, even little Skyboy, welcome back, Sky. Thank you. It's now, good to... We were actually here working when we were. <laughs> you supposed guys actually to be. worked?
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: we were. We were f- uh, fulfilling our commitments. Yeah, and uh, our, actually, our employment obligations. I was not aware. <laughs> Yeah, and um, we just wanted to talk to you about why you were so offended when the Jazz beat the Spurs, and then you never showed up again for 13 days.
2: Actually, I was here the next day. You weren't here the day after that. Mm, I don't remember it that way. I believe the tables have turned. This is exactly what has happened. Okay, let's let's go back to the hierarchy of the hey, show. We hey, sh- we should get ready on, on the show. We have a, a show to do, Matt. I think we're getting a little off
0: topic. You know what? We got nothing but time, Skyboy. <laughs> nothing but time! It's good to have Skyboy back. I do miss the little leotard you're wearing. I uh, haven't seen that <laughs> it's forever. It's a new one. I got this one for Christmas. I <laughs> like the yeah. S-B on it for Skyboy. Thank you. And um, good to have you back. It really is. You made all of our days. Did you notice when you walked in, we all just started screaming? Yeah, I, I noticed that. It was kind
2: of odd, but... Usually you guys get quiet. Like, well, yeah, shh, yeah. Shh, shh. We try to like hush it down. Well, usually we have to change respect, the subject because we're usually
3: it's, talking. About it's our it. It. it's our new thing for uh, twenty thirteen. It's <laughs> really instead bad? of instead of being quiet, we just scream. Just scream uh-huh. when you enter the room. It's
0: um, it's, be, it's we all made a New Year's resolution that we were going to be nicer to you. I appreciate that. And we were just going to see if that helps. Let's see if it does. I'm dying to know. <laughs> I hope it does. So, uh, welcome to the program, Skyboy. Welcome. Thank you. Also, Tyler's here. So, our, uh, our our intern. Wait, are a intern? you
2: sure it's Tyler? <laughs> I, I think it's Gus. Was, like Gus. Gus Mark, maybe. Did, Did you get like
0: new names? Dave, for yeah,
4: Christmas. for Christmas I got Dave, a lot more kind of new names too. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm open for new ones if you want to give me more. I'm <laughs> whatever you want. We
0: screamed for you when you came in too.
4: Yeah, well, you used to scream last year too. So it, <laughs> I, it's weird when you say last year. You mean a couple is. weeks ago? A week ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seven days ago. It's good to have you back. What did you do for the holidays? Uh, I pretty much just read books. Okay, that's boring. Well, okay, well, okay. So the first week I went to San Diego. I'm in the band, and so that's right. You went to the game game in San Diego. Yeah. So that was a good week, by the way.
0: Nothing, by the way, crazier than the BYU band trips.
4: (laughs) Tell me about it. I'll tell you about it. (laughs) Tell me about it. No, not right now. Was it fun? (laughs) Tons of fun. We
5: you had a,
0: a, a beachside
4: resort. Mm. Well, I'm red right now because it's cold. But yeah, it's freezing out there. Beachside resort. It was nice.
0: Welcome back. Thanks. We haven't had you play your inch. What What do you play again? The horn. Uh,
4: French horn for the band. But I play okay. other stuff too.
0: Well, why, why don't you plan? Let's plan a day where you bring the horn. Is that allowed? Yeah, know. we can do it. I don't know what I would play. We can do it. I don't. You know what? Let's just <laughs> maybe you can play all of our bumper music in and out. <laughs> Hey, there's an idea. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll put in. Let's I'll put it in an application. I'll it. be the new oh, BYU radio idea. music guy. Yeah. yeah, you can be like, yeah. This would be live radio. I guess this is live. This is live. But we'd have live music. bumped oh. in. It'd be like a like a jazz game when they're beating the Spurs. and oh. The organ lady starts playing the organ.
2: What's the jazz record Wah. again? Wah. Wah. Are they hey. even 500? I don't think they are. The Spurs haven't
0: even lost 10 games. Well, they only lost to the Jazz, who aren't even 500. What losers! <laughs> Anyway, it's just fun. <laughs> Good to have you back, Skyboy. I also like the um, Spurs shorts you're wearing. Thanks. Appreciate that. Too bad they're from the 80s. Mm. So too high
5: there.
0: we're going to get into uh, our favorite part of the show for this first segment. Uh, it's called the Human Headlines. This is where we like to uh, talk about the humans.
5: <laughs>
0: wow. This is what you talk over now. Skyway, I like that. <laughs> Wasn't that classy? That Holy was
2: classy.
5: <laughs> See,
0: Ty, you could do that with your French with horn. With your French horn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with the human headlines, this is where we like to find the good, the bad, the ugly, those things that uh, make us uniquely human. And uh, let's go around the horn. Who's got the first... Headline for us. That would be me. Not a song. Cats. I'm
3: a kid to get. And I dance, dance, dance. And I dance, dance, dance.
6: Cats. I'm a kid to get. And I dance, dance, dance. And I
0: dance, dance,
5: dance. <laughs> oh,
6: okay. I think this is just a little bit before my this time. I've never heard that. No. That's crazy. It is about cats, actually. Um, so this 10-year-old in Pennsylvania has raised money that he donated to his local cat rescue. So it's so cute. A
0: 10-year-old cute. started a fundraiser, mm-hmm. raised money for a cat rescue.
6: Yeah, I mean it's really cute because he's just like this little kid. So he got his cat from this um, rescue called City Kitties. It's a no kill cat rescue in West Philadelphia. Cool. When he was seven, and he keeps on sending letters to them every year, and he just donates all of his money.
0: Oh, really? Uh So he just raises money and then donates the money.
6: Yeah, I mean, talk about a. I mean, what little kid is like? I'm going to give all my money to the kitties. Yeah,
0: that's cool. But can he play a video game? I doubt it. You know, Poor that's. Kid. this is a kid that's got his head on straight. You know,
6: I bet that he watches like the Nyan Cat all the time. What's
0: the Nyan Cat?
6: You haven't seen Nyan Cat?
0: No. Nah, what is that?
6: Oh, you need to see it.
0: <laughs> it's an
3: unfortunate thing that hit the
0: internet. What is it's it? Like, is it better than Gangnam Style?
6: Oh, it's so it's kind of same area. It's like this Japanese or just some sort of Asian language. It's a song, yeah. and it's a cat with the body of a pop tart, and it's going across the sky, <laughs> and it was like rainbow coming out of it.
0: Okay, and... okay. So let me just get this straight. It's a cat <laughs> with a pop tart body. Yes. And it has a rainbow coming out of it. Yeah. And then I'm... you people watch it.
3: Why? Oh, yeah. uh, there's a 100 hour, uh, just looped version of it yep. on YouTube. So... so
0: who has 100 hours to watch a cat tart? <laughs> I don't know. That's just crazy. See, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, we'd read books. Like Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Fist <laughs> pump. <laughs> that is... Okay, Nyan yeah. Cat, huh? That's messed up. I don't care. Any way you look at it, it's messed up. Well, okay, that's it. So this kid, though, instead of doing that, you're saying, he just goes and raises his money.
6: Okay, yeah, but here, like, listen, this is the, um, the Nyan Cat, or it should be...
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, no, this is catchy. Yeah,
6: and it, all that it's doing is just like going across the screen. If no, you just seriously. go to YouTube, all that we just did is just like went into YouTube and put in Nyan Cat. It's N-Y-A-N, just uh-huh. cat. That's all that it does for a really, really long time. There have been really one million,
0: one and a half million views of that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's higher. Oh, the kids react to Nyan Cat had 15 million views. Okay, can I just tell you, um, that is so messed up. I feel like I could have done that Well, you know what? I'll let you know You could do that <laughs> That is, and then the rainbow's incredible It doesn't change And I do, it's obviously a strawberry Pop-Tart Obviously So that's, uh, oh wow
6: Yeah, so that's like
0: You know what? Yeah, uh, Gangnam have. Style had so much more going for it Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree Uh I agree. Yeah, anyway, I don't like cat tarts um, <laughs> So that's cool, cool story, cool kid He may very well be the hero of the day a ten-year-old kid that raises money for cats. You know what we need to be raising money for is the Nyan Cat. Let's raise money to get the Nyan Cat off of the internet. Off of the internet, of internet. for good. <laughs> uh, if you have money to donate to get the Nyan Cat off of the internet, give us a call zero one. Let's maybe not do that. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to start having to become a charity now. Uh, but seriously, if you are in charge of the Nyan Cat site, please, please take it off for the betterment of all society and mankind. Remove that cat tart uh now let's go to the next human headline who's got it hey matt how um, are you hey that was a very deep voice oh well
3: oh 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 i forget. oh did the sound oh.
0: break the sound broke on this oh,
2: one i don't it. know what happened
0: how does the sound break
3: oh just it's data it's a digital and data. It's, it's okay you remember that song our house of the most who did it who did the song does I it say i heard
2: the song actually oh, okay well
0: say. how old are you um, that song right there Why
2: well, I, I, I haven't heard the cock key? I'm saying oh, oh. let me try it one more time See it. if okay. it'll work this time I have faith it's um, just not doing anything
0: uh, of- just, uh, just nah. fill in the blanks everybody okay, <laughs> just
5: just, blanks.
3: okay that's hard to listen to <laughs> our <laughs> no, house like in the it. middle of the street Matt Kay. Matt are you, are you stubborn about things yes has it ever paid off Twice, but I don't want to talk about it. You don't it. want to talk about it? Okay. So in November, this is a news story to me. Apparently Rob had, had heard it well before yeah. I got a hold of it. This guy, they're building a highway, this guy in China. Or yeah, they're building a highway and they say, Hey, uh, we're gonna, we are going we want to build a highway through here, we'll give you this much money for the house. The guy's like, Yeah, no, that's not enough money. I'm leaving the house. <laughs> Literally. Left the house. He wouldn't sell his house. He wouldn't. They built the road around his house.
0: There's asphalt all the way around his house. You're kidding. The road just keeps going. Well, now, wouldn't we in our country just have bulldozed him? We, we, would, have, <laughs> we, would, have, we would have. What's that called? We would have. Uh, taken imminent over domain. His, imminent domain. We would have taken over his property and we would just bulldoze him. Well, it, it seems
3: like we would have just found. It seems like culturally we would have decided, okay, well, we'll find a more intelligent way. We can go Without over, yeah. incorporating it.
0: Yeah, but they just built. Instead of just going around the house. They built the road up to the house and then around the and then house. Around it. So it's an island. It's an island. It is. It's a little neighborhood island. Well, update on that story. Yeah. Uh,
3: in December, he finally got a settlement that uh, he thought was good enough. See? See? I tell you, Skyboy. He decided to be stubborn. He got $41,000 out of it, which apparently was a good thing for him. That was a good price for his. And
0: they, you know what? And now everyone's happy.
3: And now everyone's happy. They don't have, they can continue
0: the road like
3: nothing happened. Love it. Love it.
0: It pays off. Stubbornness. It's a Stubbornness quality. Stubbornness you know. can pay off. It can also get you killed. It can. And it can have a highway built all the way around you. All the way. That seems like it would be really irritating. Yeah, I think. And plus, your children will get hit. All right. Don't play in the street, kids. And where do you park? It's, you can't even park. You you have to slow down to thirty to get out of your car. <laughs> it's see that's the problem. That's Just why we like uh, you to not be so stubborn. That's good news. Who else has got news? Anybody else got any news here? I've got some for sure.
6: I think it's you, Matt.
0: I think it is me. Um, here's my news. Okay, now.
5: Is it working now. It's totally yeah. working.
0: It's totally working now. There's no breakage there. <laughs> what song is that? I don't know. <laughs> they're trying to fix Rob. Rob, Rob just shrugged his shoulders like, I don't know. I just well, put it in there. Hey, okay, and it that's works. what we call random music. And we just threw in a little bit of random music for you. Uh, okay, now if you're going to fall in love with somebody, I guess you could fall in love or something. You could fall in love with a human. The problem with falling in love with humans is they're just so fickle. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have their ideas, their personality, they have their preferences. They want to be
6: appreciated? That's right. Like, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. Right?
0: You can't just turn them off and shut them down for the night. And, and people, if you don't water them, they start to smell funny. And... Good point on the watering. So, apparently, there's a problem going on where people are actually falling in love with robots. Hmm. Hmm. So, I thought I had to do this story because so many of you are not married or dating. So yeah. I've decided to buy all of you a robot. Oh, cool. And the way you break audio, Skyboy, I'm not buying you a robot. I didn't break the audio. I didn't put the audio in. Okay. So uh, falling in love with robots, apparently the robots, um, what they're finding out is they did a study and at, the, at USC because there's a – There's uh, At Rancho Los Amigos National Rehabilitation Center in Downey, California, they use robots to work with stroke victims. And the robots give feedback to the stroke victim to make sure, to help them learn to talk again and to help them just to kind of reinforce practicing. But apparently what they're finding out is these robots, these people are falling in love with these robots. Hmm. They like the robot.
6: Maybe it's because they... We're in a stroke.
0: Uh-huh. And, then they, well, they're, and they're, I guess these robots validate them and they tell them when they're doing a great job. <laughs> I mean, robots aren't new, right? Robots have been going on. Check this out. Guess how much money they make a year in the industry of robotics. How much much the robots themselves make? Yeah, the robots make nothing (laughs) because they're (laughs) robots. But the association, the trade the Japanese robot association, it's an industry trade group, predicts that today's five billion dollar a year market for social robots will be up to fifty billion within about seventeen years.
6: I mean, could you qualify like your phone? No. As a I mean like no, I could cannot. see that, like with Siri, you have conversations. Have with you her. heard of
0: the Roomba? <laughs> the is the most popular robot right now.
6: Oh, the little guy that goes around. The here, vacuuming yeah. the
0: little robot vacuum cleaner has sold more oh, than six goodness. million units. Okay. And in a study, researchers from Georgia Tech's College of Computing looked at it in ways that the Roomba's Roomba's owners were bonding with their gadgets. Hmm. They're finding out that one lady says, I love the silly thing.
6: You know my experience has been the exact opposite. Really? Yeah. My best friend, she got one of those for Christmas. She hates it. Oh, it freaks her out. Really? <laughs> she absolutely hates it. I hate that.
3: I had a friend, he taped a knife to his Roomba and he renamed it the Doomba. <laughs> and I don't think that's a great direction to take things. No. <laughs>
0: we'll see that's a now. very
3: antisocial Yeah. I Roomba. think
0: pro- your friend has problems.
3: He just, yeah. Not to be rude. Yeah, he's taken the whole robots things way too far. <laughs> oh, way okay. too far.
0: So w- people are falling in love with their robots. You know why? C3PO.
5: Okay. Do you remember? How
0: that could you not did? love that guy? Do you remember? I'll, I'll never forget the day C3PO, which was the Star Wars little uh, Droid. vacuum. I,
7: I, I have to back off and say absolutely not. He's the second most annoying character in the entire <laughs> Star Wars universe you, oh my behind Jar Jar Binks. Scary.
3: What? Jar Jar Binks. You know, you know, I'm I'm with you on that. No. I'm on board.
0: No, no do you remember when? Down. No, no. Do you remember when C3PO fell into the swamp. I think, I think you're thinking of R2D2. Cons- no, I th- wasn't. It C3PO went deep into those swamp water
6: No, that's R2D2.
0: It's like the little does guy C3PO that P-O it, talk or does he make? Oh, the he's beat the noise. walking robot. He's the walking. No, robot. I like the little. I, it was R2D2. He's my favorite. Yeah. See, 3PO <laughs> kind of weirded me out because he walked through a stiff legged. <laughs> <laughs> you can't – don't ever trust a guy that can't bend his knees. There's That's actually a, a
7: scientific principle behind it called the uncanny valley. The more a robot seems weird and How do you foreign, know Like this? a trash can. Rob. Uh, I Rob. was watching a TV show and they were talking okay. about it. <laughs> like, have you been researching but, but the robots? More, if it's weird and foreign like a Roomba or yeah, yeah. a cell phone Something or an R2D2 trash can, we're fine with that. But the more it starts to kind of a mimic human. a human being, it yeah. just weirds us out and we don't feel comfortable around I, it. I agree. It's like the closer it gets to being like us,
3: the more we're freaked out by it and the more we notice just the teeny things that are wrong with it. Like, you know, the the dead look, the dead eyes yeah. that it gives us like as why it Why don't you have that listening in your eye?
0: One of the things they are finding like out is that they're concerned that if all of a sudden people are bonding with these robots, then certain groups of people – may not ever need socializing or social relationships again. They're worried like people that are autistic might get a robot and just live with the robot the rest of their lives and not get human feedback. Mm. I've been worried about all of you having the same problem. And I mean that from my heart. I've met people who
2: have kind of that problem with, uh, what's that, Second Life? Is that what that game's called? No, Uh, it's like called Second Life. Second Life. I know what you're talking about. It's It's like a... They create, like, a character of themselves. Does it look like a Pop-Tart with a <laughs> rainbow flying out <laughs> it? doesn't out. look it's like a, a cat tart.
3: But from what I understand, you can do that if you decide to. You that can is basically, an option. I think you can
2: do, like, anything you do in real life, but you're doing it on a computer. Oh, and you can, sweet. like, get married to another computer person. That's awkward. And people—I met a guy yeah. whose, like, wife was just spending all day every day. See, and, this is
7: messed up. Yeah. I don't think we need to worry about this happening any more than we need to worry about how the computer was going to make the office paperless there's just something <laughs> as about I'm all these yeah. brings us back to our primal design evolutionary yeah. I don't think it's biology a
0: that for 50 years us want it's a problem I'm not going to have to deal with my children will
4: and one of the things of you know talking with you guys is if I had my own robot I'd program it to call me something but they wouldn't change the name all the time like you yeah. guys do thanks, so it's not as endearing <laughs>
0: appreciate that Gus um, thanks Dave uh, <laughs> that's that's cute and sad <laughs> <laughs> that's how I, That's how you just. Just so you know, that's a technical way to just eliminate what someone
3: just. I, said. F- I feel like you just said we're worse than soulless
0: robots. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm getting. So you're getting? No, no, no. You're not worse. We're better. You're equal right? to. Equal. You guys are not soulless robots. You are peeps. Greater than or equal to. You are. You are my peeps, and <laughs> oh. it's and it's good to have you here, even Skyboy. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. And Skyboy's back on target. The engineers have left the room, and we are going to take <laughs> off when we get back. We're going to be talking today about: do you choose your work or do you choose your love life? If you had to choose. Do you keep your job or do you, you get really good at being a good partner, a good parent? We're talking about how to balance your life and your work life right here on the Matt Townsend show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio
8: coming up a medical technology that's inspired from the culinary arts
9: this is innovation now bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas emerging technologies and the people behind the concepts that shape the future
8: Researchers in Singapore were so inspired by the island nation's chili crab dish that they decided to fashion a miniature robot after the popular crustacean. The crab-like robot has a pincer and a hook and is designed, like the chili, to enter a human stomach. Unlike the chili, the robot is attached to an endoscope and used as a new tool on the forefront of the fight against stomach cancer. Researchers say they followed designs found in human anatomy and nature, blending the two and creating a dynamic, flexible instrument. Singapore's National University Hospital reports that the robot has already removed early-stage cancers in five patients in India and Hong Kong and can complete the surgery faster than conventional methods. Endoscopic entry doesn't need an incision, so the patient's risk of infection is reduced. It also doesn't create scars. Robots can also make fine movements that human hands find difficult or impossible, leading to more precise results. Researchers formed a company last fall to make the robot commercially available in the near future. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino.
9: Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us.
3: For those BYU Radio programs you may have missed or even just want to hear again, subscribe to BYU Radio on YouTube. There you can find archived shows from programs like The Morning Show. Just search BYU Radio on YouTube and subscribe.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Lucille Ball Show. This is Matt Townsend. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show. We have Skyboy on the audio, trying to break or fix all the breaks. He's you're doing great. I don't know what's going on. It's all right. It's your first day back. <laughs> no, we have we're having technical difficulties, but. All right. Uh, honestly, that's how I actually remember it playing, coming in <laughs> oh, and out yeah. like that.
7: So <laughs> it's, it's the well, remix version. It's the
0: remix version Thumbstep. of now. Some of you, <laughs> while you were listening, I bet you the minute you heard that song, it brought back memories, right? All of Lucille Ball, uh, all of that those the shows of her in the apartment, um, maybe trying to get a job at the chocolate factory, and um, all the old shows. So what we did because today we're talking about our relationships and our careers. And for years, you know, it was a big deal in the – was it in the 80s? There were some shows came out where women were no longer – where the whole thing was we're going to go be career-oriented, not family-oriented. And that, remember – I don't know if you remember this – rocked the world. And um so we we put Rob on this and Rob
7: has put together um well you just think about review. the the 1950s and 60s shows. So Lucille Ball what Loved was her it. her role in the workplace was the novelty of going to work at a chocolate factory. Yeah. But, well, it, but it wasn't before before her primary. she worked at home
0: but she didn't do a very good job of it.
7: Lucy! So he, <laughs> The place is a mess. Yeah. And then you hand leave it to Beaver. Yes the suburban lifestyle of June living, Cleaver. June living at home and then it, it began to evolve over time to a point where you had the Mary Tyler Moore show
0: the working and one.
7: what was the famous line in that theme song you're gonna make it after all that's right she didn't need a man she could just i thought you were going to sing it right worked uh, I a little bit of trivia though the very end of that she runs she runs out in the street to throw her hat yeah yeah and you see this person behind. I don't know if she must have ran out in front of a car or something because <laughs> some random stranger in the crowd has this. <gasps> like, that lady's going to get hit by a next car. time on cable or something. But you I see remember that show, I was but... raised by a mom, a working mom, and she'd yeah. come home and she'd watch uh, Rhoda,
0: which was an offshoot of that of um, that show.
7: Even Lucy's later show where she worked alone in the bank, yeah. lived by herself, yeah. got yelled at by Mister Mooney, yeah. And then it kind of hit. An era where you had even Murphy Brown and other people. Yeah. Who just that, very Murphy
0: Brown, I remember, made a big deal about working moms and working women and... There was the show Nine to Five. The movie came out. The movie Nine, Nine to, to Five. five. That yeah. was a big deal. So the idea, though, and then we evolved into what? How did this? Because it well, seems it, like it, now it it's been normalized. Like it, it
7: turned around in the nineties because then you had Roseanne, who was a stay-at-home yeah. mom. You had the growing pains mom where she she worked, yeah, but she was also home a lot, right. a lot more than any other TV anchor. Showing a little seen. balance, yeah. And then, <laughs> if you look where shows are today, The Office, yeah. Pam from The Office, she, she works, but her big priority in life was her two kids and yeah. husband Jim and 30 Rock where the lady wants to – she yeah, she's top of the world. She works for NBC, but deep down she just wants to have a nice guy and a nice and little have kid a family and have and... a family. And so it's not that we've returned to the 1950s or 60s, right. but it's kind of like media's come – full swing a little bit and it's
0: uh it's interesting this is really a cool topic for me because i grew up with a mom that probably didn't want to work but had to because my parents divorced so she really would rather not have to work and she did and then um and then i have Family members to this day that are again working, sisters that are working that would really rather not, and I have some that would really rather be out working more. So, it's not it's not about having to choose. It's not one or the other. Apparently, I mean, sometimes it is about choices. You have to make your choices. Sometimes too, you can maybe do a little bit of both. Maybe there's some balance to this. But what I'm concerned most about, and we're going to be talking to our guest about this, is are we giving up? Relationships? Are there people that are giving up the idea that they don't need uh, to get, they don't need a partner, they don't need um, kids? They're just giving it all up because they don't see any other way to have a career or both. Because our guest today is going to tell you, you know what? If you do have a really healthy relationship with somebody, it's going to help you at work, it's going to help you be a better employee, which is why I wanted you all to hear this. Skyboy. So era. we need to start dating, oh, is what okay. I'm saying. You need to start dating, and mainly for ladies, because the author of our book we're going to be interviewing, um, she wrote the book called "Boys Before Men: The Single Guide to Having Boys Before Business." Sorry, what does it say? <laughs> it's the boys Before Men. <laughs> I'm that sounds sure bad. Works. You're thinking the, n- boy, the 90s R and B group, Boys to boys Men, Exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I sure that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> boys Before Business. The Single Girl's Guide to Having It All. Jennifer Wilcov will be with us today. She also wrote the book with Kimberly A. Mills. And uh, we're going to be picking her brain. How do you do it? Uh, what really are the what, – what? can you have it all? Can you have a good business life? Do you need to choose? And if you have to choose, what's the order? We'll be back with our guest uh, talking about Boys Before Business right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
10: BYU Radio's Highway 89 features unedited performances from talented musicians. With genres from rock to classical and everything in between, Highway 89 can take you on a musical journey all from the performance studio at the heart of BYU Radio. Join us for this mixtape adventure with Highway 89, Monday through Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
1: This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. President Obama announced his picks for two top security positions today. Chuck Hagel will be the next Secretary of Defense and the first to have been wounded in war. John Brennan will be the next director of the CIA. California's Proposition 8 is going to be reviewed by the Supreme Court along with another same-sex marriage case in late March. This could give the court the opportunity to accept or deny a national constitutional right to same-sex unions. James Holmes was described as calm and relaxed during his arrest by police at a hearing today to decide if there's enough evidence to try the accused Aurora, Colorado Theater shooting suspect. A Boeing 787 airliner caught fire today at Boston's Logan International after a battery exploded. Luckily, there were no passengers on board and fire crews were able to douse the flames quickly. Bank of America is paying mortgage firm Fannie Fannie Mae just over $10 billion to settle remaining claims from the housing market crash, overcoming just another major hurdle in the bank's long recovery. On the world stage, the five Indian men accused of raping a 23-year-old woman who later died in New Delhi have been officially charged in court. Local lawyers have vowed not to represent the men. The U.S. State Department is dismissing a speech given by Syrian regime President Bashir Assad, calling the address a blatant effort to hold on to power despite Assad's calls for peace and a reconciliation conference. A Google executive is in North Korea on what he is describing as a humanitarian mission to get in contact with an American citizen detained there for crimes against the state. U.S. officials advised against the trip. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are having so much fun. It's fun to have Skyboy back, and it's just ironic. You know, ever since Skyboy's been back, the whole thing's falling apart, <laughs> Sky. Yeah, what you guys do while I was I, gone? That's <laughs> what I want to know. Oh, Nobody paid attention to anything joke or here while you were gone. Um, but it is good to have you back, and we're talking about, you know, can you have it all or can't you? Do you need to choose? And if you have to choose between business and a partner... Uh, is there an advantage to choosing the partner? A lot of times we would never think that we always think you should focus on your job and your career. If you're a lady out there, right, you got to get the career going. Uh, and maybe that's not always the case. So we're going to be bringing on our guest. Um, but before we do, I want to bring on our producer Madison Alfredo Allred, and Madison is a is a a freshman here at Virginia. Okay,
6: actually, technically now I'm a sophomore. Oh, she's
0: dropping line. Okay, Madison's been in school for a quarter, a semester, but she's so smart she's a year ahead. At a girl. Oh, thank you. And Madison is you're in this quandary. What do you do? Do you do you just go start finding your man? Well, exactly. So this is the issue. It's because
6: you know. I'm a single lady. So
0: Whoa. <laughs> you, Are you dancing?
5: Oh, are you yeah. shaking
0: your finger at me?
5: <laughs> Don't wag your finger at me,
0: little lady. Okay, a little uh, Put a ring on it. So do you yeah. go are you looking to have a guy put a ring on it, or are you going to go get a career?
6: Okay, so this is the thing. First immediate plan, I'm going to take an 18 month like humanitarian aid sort of thing.
0: You're going to go After serve the semester. world? yep. Are you really? Uh-huh. Is this an announcement?
6: Mm, sure, yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> so you're going to go leave the world or country, go somewhere and serve yeah. for 18 months? hmm Cool. I'll
6: find out like next month.
2: Where you're I going? Go. hmm Okay, yeah. but so it I'm could just be
0: somewhere close. Maybe you're going to Iowa.
6: <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: that'd be great.
6: I like knocking the door. Hi. Oh, <laughs> Skyler's Sky They're all dressed parents. like Skyler. <laughs> <That'd laughs> With be cool. their Spurs 80s shorts and their
0: leotards. So, are you, are you, um, so then you're going to come back. Mm-hmm. Do you feel pressure to just go get a career going? Do you okay. feel this pressure?
6: Well, see, like for me, I actually, like from a really young age, I just knew, you know, I'm going to be a working mom. And that's kind of a weird thing, but I've just always have thought that. And so, but for me, in order to be able to do that, normally you can be a working mom, you know, if you're higher up yeah. in like the company or you own your own business. So for me, it's a pressure in order to help my family to be able to really focus on my career right now. Right. You know?
0: Well, in fact, it isn't that, that's what we're being told. You need to have your career. The best way to build a career is focus on it, right? Mm-hmm. Get your degrees, get out there. Exactly. And uh, I wonder if our guest believes that. Our guest wrote the book, B- Boys Before Business. And um, it, it really, when I think about this book, I have to make I have to make sure I get the title right because I blew it last time. Boys Before Business, <laughs> The Single Girl's Guide to Having It All. So if you're a listener, and and I also want to know if those same rules apply to men as well. But we're going to bring on Jennifer S. Wilcoff. Jennifer is the author of the book. She really knows what she's doing. She's um, actually a strategic planner and business developer expert. She has a lot of experience in corporate America as an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, She's also um, been doing a lot of work with a lot of big companies as well. And so we're going to invite Jennifer on. Jennifer, welcome to the program.
11: Hi, it's really great to be with you. And I'm very excited about the situation we're discussing.
0: Good. Uh, we are too. And how, first of all, I guess, before you help Madison, you know, make some decisions here. what? What? How on earth did you get onto this topic, Boys Before
11: Business? Well, you know, it's a very interesting dilemma that happens to a lot of women. I would say in the older ages, beyond Madison, that it kind of hits you around 40, maybe 45, where you kind of sit there and you've built this incredible career and you're by yourself and you yeah. have no one to share it with.
0: <laughs> oh. And that seems so, that's, well, yeah, but you're rich. And you're you know, beautiful, well, and you've got a great job, and you're skinny, whatever, all these supposed dreams, but you're alone.
11: Well, that's the problem, you know, and my co-author and I were exactly in that same position. I was just about to turn 40, and she had just turned 40, and the two of us looked around, and we were very successful in our careers, and we were alone. We sucked at relationships and in the romantic area, and we were like, what is going on? But the most interesting and fun part about this was we looked around at the other women that we saw and we saw us.
0: Did you? So it's it's not just you. (laughs) That had to have been a relief.
11: Well it it was very intriguing (laughs) for us because we said we really need to crack this code. This is ridiculous, you know? How can you have this whole large cohort of women and and think about it, you know, as we've been working with people around the country and in companies with boys before business We also run into parents, especially moms, who don't know how to talk to their child about this, but they see them going right down the same pattern. And so we actually put together Boys Before Business based on our experiences, and we're both in incredible relationships. We've had people get married from our book, and five months was the fastest.
0: Love it. That's
5: great.
11: (laughs) Really, this dilemma that Madison is talking about is quite frankly not uncommon because it is the message that oftentimes gets confusing for a lot of women, and by the way, men.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's interesting as, as a child that... Grew up with a mom that felt that had to work. So, but she wasn't doing it in the you know in the prime of this the the movement the feminist movement. She wasn't doing it to go prove anything. She really was. She didn't want to go do it. She'd rather be home with us, but was out doing it because she had to do it. But then it seems like we kind of we we started swinging where to this this other extreme where we're we're almost saying. You're, we're maybe almost pushing the wrong priorities. We, it's like we're telling people to focus on something that maybe really isn't the most important thing.
11: Well, one of the most one of the most interesting things that Kim Miles, who is my co-author, and I found out was when we were putting together Boys Before Business. One of the things that we isolated was this: most people on their deathbeds do not regret the amount of money that they made. They actually regret the relationships that they missed.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So and so this is so like regret. You were trying to deal with the future potential regret, right?
11: We were. And one of the things, because think about it. I mean, if you're a woman, and most likely if you're a man, and I've met men that have been in the same situation, so I can say that with a lot of confidence, Right. they end up being at certain ages of their lives, and they say, gee, you know, I got myself to this point in my career, but... I've got nobody to share it with. I have no family. Yeah. I'm looking around, like, I met somebody actually um, in the fourth quarter last year, and he was 52 years old, and that was his greatest regret already. He wasn't Uh, even dying. He
0: wasn't even dead yet.
11: (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't even dead yet. He was 52 going, I'm 53, and he said, you know, I look around, and I want to have a family, and I don't have a family. It's, you know,
0: (laughs) and that's, that's even interesting, too, because you don't even... You focus, I know, kind of generally on the the importance of our relationships, but you, almost, you focus more on the importance of um, kind of like the actual intimate partner. Because even if I focus on having a family, eventually my family will grow old and leave me, except for my spouse, my partner. <laughs> so in the end, it really is the partner that should be getting this attention.
11: Well, you know, one of the things that's so nice about Boys Before Business is that we want the reader— to have both. We want you to be happy, be balanced, and have both. Right. And the way that you actually conduct yourself, I'll call it, <laughs> yeah. in a great romantic relationship is really the way that you want to be conducting yourself in a great professional relationship because the tenets of both are the same. If you want to have that deep connected relationship, when you do that professionally, you retain your clients. You actually connect with your consumers as a business just the same way that you feel so connected as a couple. That's and true. And most people miss that. You know, They say, oh, well, you know, it's different. Uh-uh, it's not different.
0: It's, it's just <laughs> relating, right? It's re- I mean, it is. If I can learn to solve a conflict with my spouse, I can learn to solve a conflict with my coworkers.
11: That's right. I mean, the thing is, if you don't listen to your spouse, you're never going to resolve that conflict. Right. By the way, if you don't listen to the people in your business or you don't listen to your consumer or wh- your vendor or whoever it is, how are you going to resolve that conflict? Yeah. Listening is the same in both relationships, but a lot of people don't have that skill.
0: Isn't that funny? <laughs> and, and, and we've actually, it's only, it seems like it's only humans that could separate it like the way we have, you know what I mean? It's, it seems like it would be so naturally, we need both. And we got to get good at both. And if we're good at one, it'll give us skills for the other. But we've almost kind of put them into two different things. Like, you want your family or do you want to be successful in business?
11: And you don't really have to. And that, you know, in Madison's dilemma, basically, you don't have to choose. You really can have both. And that's the biggest point of Boys Before Business is that when you understand what Boys Before Business means, and we had such a great time, and the story behind that title is really funny... What we actually figured out was that if you really do put boys before business and understand that the couple's relationship functions very similarly to a professional relationship, you get to have both. And you don't have to choose anymore. You actually become an amazing dream team couple, which is the third part of the Boys Before Business book is how to do that. And you can have that same dream team relationship professionally with the people that you partner with, with the people that are in your business. Oh, by the way, The people that buy your business and buy from you, too.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, your customers, huh?
11: Yes, absolutely. And
0: that seems like like how you—I guess one reason why we dichotomize it and make it an either-or is because if I don't have a great relationship at home, I don't have the support I need. They don't understand what I need to do tonight, and we're always arguing and bickering, and it takes twice as much to get something done. But if you have a strong relationship at home with shared goals and dreams and desires, then I guess— that's going to actually enable you to stay a little longer when you need to or, or be able to say no or, I mean, it just gives you more power.
11: It also helps you to understand boundaries. And a lot of people don't have boundaries yeah. in their relationships, whether they're personal or professional.
0: I work with a bunch of them, by the way. <laughs> Not to be rude, but I'm looking at one right in the eyes right now as I see. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Skyboy. That's well, just Skyboy.
11: Well, you know, I mean, boundaries are so important because when you actually have them, if you don't respect your policies and boundaries, who else is going to?
0: Yeah, and it really is in the home where you learn that, isn't it?
11: It is. And, I mean, we learn it as little kids, and then we grow up, and then somebody gives us that message. You have to excel in your business career at all costs. Mm. And then what happens is... You lose that capacity or you lose the ability or you don't make the time because it's you making the time, by the way, to have that amazing couples and romantic relationship. And then all of a sudden you turn around at whatever age it's going to hit you and you look in the mirror and say, I'm alone. Why am I alone?
0: Yeah. And why why doesn't anybody get how great I am? Darn it. Those idiots.
11: Exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Isn't that true? So that's really interesting because... I, so I spent 10 years out uh, in the world as a corporate trainer for Franklin Covey and used to travel and teach all these workshops. And I'd go be teaching something that's just kind of a universal effectiveness principle of, like, communicating or whatever. And almost universally, people would come up after and bring me their personal problems and their personal issues and say, oh, I need to learn to do – I need to learn to think win-win with my wife. It's funny, though, but we're getting the training at work. And um, but, you, but what is so funny about it is what matters most where we want to maybe implement some of these skills is actually in home.
11: It's very true, and that's why, you know, when we actually are teaching with Boys Before Business, and we teach and train, we're, we like to work with women-owned businesses in corporate America, but we do it, you know, with a lot of different people. Yeah. And we get asked a lot of questions, and we get asked the same question, you know, what about men? <laughs> what about them? The interesting thing about... Boys Before Businesses, we designed it so you could have boys and business. You can do both. And you can really have both. That's why we say you really can have it all yeah. if you just understand how to have it all and what you get in return. Because when you're that person at the end of your life sitting there thinking about you know what you enjoyed and what you experienced oh, and what you regretted, we want you to not be that person who's saying, God, I wish I had better relationships with blank, blank, or I had somebody that I could have shared my life with. Yeah. We want you to be the person who is either looking at your spouse or basically saying, what a wonderful life I've had. Oh, totally. And that's our impetus, you know, because you should have both. You should be able to have everything that you want. But Mm -hmm. most people are driven by that message that they get, either by society, it might be family. It could be somebody else, it could be your peers Let's say, career, 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 and we're not against career by any no. stretch of the imagination. We want you to have an amazing, fulfilling career, Yeah, and we want you to be able to share the rewards of what you have in a fantastic, amazing relationship that you then can learn from both and bring it into the home and into business just the same way that you would when you learn through any relationship.
0: Yeah. Love it. Okay, we're going to take a break, Jen. I want to come back and have you teach us. So kind of teach us what's getting in the way. We've talked a little bit about the things that get in the way, like our perspective. But then start teaching us how you go about making this happen. Teach us how to put boys before business. We're talking to Jennifer Wilkov, the author of Boys Before Business, The Single Girl's Guide to Having It All, right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
12: Researchers trying to stop the spread of malaria have really made a buzz by battling the flying pests that carry the disease with lasers.
9: This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future.
12: A team at the Intellectual Ventures Lab is working hard to create new technologies to not just control, but eradicate malaria. The team believes that all mosquito-borne illness might one day be stopped by combining several methods of control. One way to help wipe out the disease is to eliminate mosquitoes that carry and spread it. Using mostly inexpensive second-hand parts ordered off of eBay, researchers built a prototype photonic fence, or fence of light. When a bug crosses this fence, the system uses a non-lethal laser to measure the size of the insect and the frequency of its wing beats. Using this data, software detects if the insect is a female mosquito that could carry malaria or other diseases. Once confirmed as a valid target and running safety checks to ensure no unintended object is in view, a second and more powerful laser shoots the mosquito down. Meanwhile, the lab is also developing technologies to make it easy and inexpensive to diagnose the disease quickly and accurately around the world. For Innovation Now, this is Crystal Browning.
9: Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us.
12: From time to time, we all face relationship challenges that involve friends, family members, or neighbors. Licensed therapist Julie Hanks helps you discover healthy alternatives for dealing with your struggles and for enhancing the quality of your life. Tune in to the Julie Hanks Show, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143
5: BYU Radio.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Little Dolly Parton. You can't get through the day without a little Dolly Parton. At least that's what Skyboy tells me. Um, we're talking about having it all, you know, business, get a good, great career going and not having to, to give up on your own personal life, your own relationships. You don't want to be 90 years old or 60 years old and have a great career and nobody else in your life. So we're, uh, we're with our guest here, Jennifer Wilkov, who's the author of the book, Boys Before Business, the, singles girl, the Single Girl's Guide to Having It All. And Jennifer is walking us through really how we do it, how we make it all happen. So Jennifer, welcome back to the show.
11: Happy to be with you.
0: Really, uh, I love the book. In fact, Madison, when she saw the book cover, she's like, I love the book cover. (laughs) And as an author, I know how hard that is to do, to find a cover that you really like. And you nailed it. Oh, thank you. And inside, it's even better. In between the covers, it's even better.
11: It is. And it's really fun. You know, um, we had such a good time making that cover. And when we market tested it, we had the same response that... Madison gave you. Yeah,
0: she loves it. So <laughs> fill me in. Okay, so we don't have to choose. We, you know, I mean, what? I mean, we might have to make some decisions. Some things might be sub-optimized for a moment or for a week or for... But in the end, you're saying we can have it all. We can have a healthy relationship, romantic, intimate life, as well as a great career.
11: Yes, you can. Fill it's us really, in. How? I can- <laughs> You know, a lot of times people always say, well, what's the magic bullet? Like, you know, what am I missing? What, yeah. can, what ingredient can I just insert into my life and my whole world will change? Tell me, tell me, right? The, the thing that I always say to people, first and foremost, and it really is the beginning of the book of Boys Before Business, is you really have to understand who you are before you can go out and find your relationship partner. Whether it's professional or whether it's personal or even romantic,
0: well, that's so you. That, that's even true too with even getting your job. I mean, that, that's why this it parallels. Is, you got to know who you are to know if this is the job to take.
11: It's exact. That's exactly right. What's so important, and what we start with, is we actually bring it right back to you. So a lot of relationship books, basically, and you know, programs, and all types of things, they go after you know. Who's your perfect maid and blah, blah, blah. And it's all about them. Right? right, right. But it's not all about them. It's really all about you.
0: That's so true. <laughs> it's so true.
11: So that's really the right place to start is before you look out there in that big, great bride world, whether it's professional in your career or even, you know, if it's your personal, whether it's romantic or other types of friendships or other relationships, you have to understand yourself. And the number one way to do that is to understand... What's important to you? Yeah. So here's the easiest way to do it. And I'll give you this piece, and I'm going to give you a couple pieces today, you know, along the way so that you can start doing something. Teach us. Just give me something. That's good. (laughs) So here's what you do. Look around at the relationships that you enjoy and think about yourself in those relationships. Now I want you to ask yourself, what's important to you in those relationships? Because what I really want you to do is there's this term that people use, and sometimes it's used very loosely, called core values. Mm -hmm. I want you to actually think about it in the language that I'm giving you. What is important to you in a relationship? What's important to you as a person? So like for me, my number one value is love. And not just the romantic love, you know, that everybody thinks about. Right. I actually have to love what I'm doing in order to do it. And yeah. I know that about myself. And that means I love the activity I'm doing with my friend. I love the people that I'm with. I love the project that I'm working on. Yeah. I love the business I'm working in. Love is extremely important to me, and it actually supersedes everything for me. Because it dictates in many ways my behavior.
0: And, and if and you I love it, I know that about myself. So this is one way to be able to have it all because you don't there's probably you don't love everything. And and by under, by going through and figuring out what it is that is most important for you to have in your relationship, you really end up narrowing it down. You know what I mean? That's so that's right. So instead of having to have everything and have everything in your job, there's certain things you love to have and you that energizes you and creates passion in you and you're saying go in and start investigating what is it, what are those things?
11: They are because that, okay, so the reason why that's so important is because when you go in to interview, people always tell you, well, they're going to interview you, and I'm telling you that you should be interviewing them.
0: Yeah. See, so that's a whole that's different off. mindset, isn't it? That's me. That's like me being <laughs> empowered and me believing in myself. But yeah. it's true. It's the same thing. When you're finding somebody, you just aren't hoping they'll like you. You, have to, you should be judging if you want them.
11: You know, I always have a million questions, and that comes from, you know, my business and being a consultant and other things that I do as a teacher. But the interesting thing for a lot of people is that they love my questions, and oftentimes what I'm doing is I'm, I'm exploring What's important to you? Like, are the same things important to you that are important to me? And here's the kicker. You know those relationships where you have all of that, like, unrest and frustration? Oh, yeah. It feels like sandpaper when you're around certain people, whether they're your family or not. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's going on under there? And I always explain this to people, like, in our workshops that we do, is they have different values than you do. What's important to them is different than what's important to you. Period. There isn't anything else going on. And if you think about it, all the decisions that you make stem from what's important to you. What's important to you is going to drive the decisions that you make.
5: Right, right.
11: So if you're with somebody who has different things that are important to them than what's important to you, you're always going to have a conflict.
0: Yeah, that's true.
11: And it doesn't matter whether it's in the workplace. Or whether it's at home.
0: That's so true, isn't it?
11: It's just a fact.
0: Yeah. Why do we and it? It's, that seems so simple, but we just, I don't know, we complicate it.
11: We do. And oftentimes, I get many of the same things that you do, you know, when, when I speak or when I'm teaching or when Kim and I are doing workshop with Boys Before Business. We get all kinds of questions, and we get the private, can I ask you a question afterwards question. Yeah. And... What oftentimes comes up as the answer is, you know where this conflict is coming from. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's because, you know, you guys are not in alignment. And oftentimes we miss that. But more than that, like even our parents and teachers and the people that we grow up with, they can't tell you that because they don't know. Right. They just make explanations. I'm not going to call them excuses because you can't make an excuse unless you know. Right. Right they make explanations about, oh, you just have to tolerate whoever it is, right? Fill in the blank with yeah. the name of your choice. Yeah. Okay. Because they just, you know, they're just not like us. <laughs>
5: yeah.
11: Yeah. But whatever they say in their explanation. But what they're really saying at the end of the day is, you know, what's important to them is not the same thing as what's important to us. Right. You know. And that's that's really what's happening. Like that's the first piece of the puzzle. So you, you got to know what you
0: what you got to know what's important to you. Absolutely. And, and then I guess you could use communication skills to find out what's important to them.
11: You can. And we're going to talk about that in the next piece because okay. the thing that's so important about this is when you understand who you are, then you can go and actually tell somebody.
5: Yeah, and, and actually, this is
11: who I am, and this is what's important to me. And like, if you go on a job interview, you can s- ask better questions. Yeah, about the job to find out if you're going to have any fun.
0: And verbalize, yeah, yes. and, and then give your side, and you'll know because we're not just applying for the job; we actually have more data and details because we've we've dug a little deeper.
11: That's exactly right, and and I know this firsthand because I've never been fired from a job. I've always left the job because of philosophical differences. And what I mean by that is when my what's important to me was no longer in alignment with what was important to a company, for example, in this case, I left. I raised my hand and I said, hey, you know, I need to go do something else.
0: You mean instead of just sitting there and making everyone's life miserable, you actually (laughs) left? I left. Oh, you naughty girl.
11: I was totally upfront. I went and I looked for another job, and in in a couple of cases, I told them, "Hey, if this is the way it's going to be, then I'm going to go look for another job. I'll keep working for you while I look for another job, and I never got fired or let go. Right? And I never had that interim period, you know, where I was between jobs. I I never had that. See, that—that's so. Really honest.
0: I agree. Okay, we got to take a break. I love that. Uh, we're going to come back. We are talking with Jennifer Wilkov about, about the book, Boys Before Business, The Single Girl's Guide to uh, Having It All. And, again, it's not just for the girls, guys. Um, we'll take a break. We'll come back, give you more tools and ideas for how to have it all. How to communicate, how to know what you want, and how to to seriously create some some balance on the things that matter most in your life. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
3: KBYU FM HD2 Provo.
1: For updates on the shows, sports, and the rest of BYU Radio's material, like us on Facebook. Then, let us know what you think of the program you're listening to. Give us feedback, ask questions, and connect with other BYU Radio listeners. Just search BYU Radio on Facebook and click like. BYU Radio. Talk about good. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. President Barack Obama announced his picks for two top security positions today. Chuck Hagel will be the next Secretary of Defense and the first to have that position and be wounded in combat. John Brennan will be the next director of the CIA. California's Proposition 8 is going to be reviewed by the Supreme Court, along with another same-sex marriage case, in late March. This could give the court the opportunity to accept or deny a national constitutional right to same-sex unions. James Holmes was described as relaxed and not exhibiting normal emotional responses during his arrest by police at a hearing today to decide if there's enough evidence to try the accused Aurora, Colorado Theater shooting suspect. Six weeks after being admitted, former President George H.W. Bush is still in the hospital trying to recover from a bronchial infection. His aides say a release date is still not clear. About a week after an oil spill scare on the Alaskan coast, a tanker ship has struck the San Francisco Bay Bridge. Luckily, once again, no oil appears to have spilled, according to a Coast Guard report. International news, the five Indian men accused of raping a 23-year-old girl who later died in New Delhi have been officially charged in court. Local lawyers have vowed not to represent the men. The U.S. State Department is dismissing a speech given by Syrian regime President Bashir Assad, calling the address a blatant effort to hold on to power despite Assad's calls for peace and a reconciliation conference. A Google executive and the former governor of New Mexico are in North Korea meeting with officials to discuss the possible release of an American citizen who is being held there for crimes against the state, U.S. officials advised against the trip. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're trying to figure out how you can have it all, how you can truly grow a healthy, happy life at home, a a relationship so you have somebody to grow old with and happily grow old with. Also, how do you keep your job alive? And interestingly, our guest, Jennifer Wilcoff, who's the author of Boys Before Business, um, she says you can have it all because the skills for both enhance both but you got to begin with so far what we've talked about is you got to know what you want most in your life with your relationships at work you got to have a clue what's going on is that right jennifer
11: that's exactly right and then what? what you do with that's really important
0: i mean it really is it's the begin with the end right you figure out what you want most then do what
11: well, here's the thing. When you understand what's most important to you, which is what we were just talking about yeah. with Boys Before Business, now what you've got to do is you've got to figure out what relationship do you want to have, which hmm. is different than what's important to you.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay.
11: Okay. They're connected. Yeah. But they're not the same.
0: So you're actually okay. saying what relationship? Is that with a person? You mean with...
11: Uh, with a person, with a company... You know what kind of career do you want to have? Hmm. What you know, what is it that you are looking for? So when you articulate that, let me walk you and tiptoe you through the tulips yeah. before you go out and find it and run off, you know, into the great blue yonder and look. The thing that you have to do is once you know what's important to you, now what you want to do is you want to think about what's in the relationship. So let me give you three different levels to think about, and okay. this is. You know, some people might say, oh, my God, that's the list.
0: (laughs) Here goes the list. She's listing. Yeah.
11: Here's the thing. A list is one thing. What we want you to do is I want you to think about what relationship you want to have in these terms. You ready? Yep. First, I want you to think about what are your deal breakers? Nobody ever talks about what the deal breakers are. Like, how do you know if somebody doesn't fit? Remember we were talking about boundaries? Right. So how do you know, like, when when I was dating, and I was actually out after I got divorced, I literally went out on a whole lot of first dates. I was kind of like Annette Benning in The American President. I you know, I was out on a lot of first dates. Yeah.
5: And,
11: you know, but that's because I knew that I had these deal breakers. I didn't want to go out on a second date with them.
0: Like, you you I had knew no in reason. your head, yeah, if this was a keeper based on the, the deal breaker, the boundary.
11: Right, and so we call those, in boys before a business, must-haves. He, You know, if it's romantic, he or she must have these particular qualities. Right. And if they don't have them, then they're not for me.
0: Well, so, unless you want to spend the rest of your life trying to get them for him, which well, a lot of people but, do, don't they?
11: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll if you want you. to be the rescue person, right. yeah, exactly. No you way. Know, I'm we don't save need that. You Why would you want to spend your time doing that? It's so much more fun to be with somebody who already is that person. That's right.
5: That's
11: right. (laughs) You know, and that's really who you're looking for. So the first level is really to understand what your deal breakers are so that you can actually say, yes, I want to spend more time with you, finding out more, you know, about how we align or no, you know, this is not a match for me and I need to move on to somebody else or another company or another job or whatever it might be.
0: Well, it seems like you need to be strong enough to say yes or no, not, I mean, if you're really desperate, it seems like your deal breakers would kind of start changing. Okay, I don't care if he has teeth. I don't even care. He doesn't even need teeth. I mean, like, the more desperate you seem to be or somebody seems to be, you might start altering your own boundaries, right?
11: Well, that's the thing that we always caution you about. And we talk very specifically about what compromise really means. Because if you're... We really don't want you to compromise on what's important to you. Right. We also want you to define without hesitation... And without editing yourself, <laughs> we want you to define what these must-haves, what these deal-breakers are. Then you can go to the next level, which is, it would be nice if he had this, or it would be nice if she did this. Okay. Like, one of my, like one of mine um, that I always love to say is that I would really love it if he likes to cook. But it doesn't mean that he has to cook. Right. You know, I don't need him to be like, the next top chef, you know, and in Kim's relationship, and she's married, mm-hmm. one of the things that is, so we always like to use as an example is she loves Depeche Mode, and one of the things that she had was that she would have liked him to like Depeche Mode, yeah. but her well, husband loves the Grateful Dead. Well, there like, you go. You know, you couldn't be on more opposite ends of the (laughs) spectrum. Okay. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that, you know, it's not a deal breaker for either one of them.
0: So there's kinda there's the must haves and then that's kind of like it you know, that's the deal breaker. It has to be that way. Then there's the the next level which would be, you know, it'd be nice to have this is kind of more additive. It would be nice, it would, you know, enhance life if we could go to depeche mode concerts.
11: Exactly. Yeah. You know, I would like it if he likes to dance. I would like it if he, you know, fill in the blank or right. whatever it is. You can also use this for business. You know, I would like it if the company supported blank. You know, I would like it if the company was located in this city. Yeah, if it allowed some, for
0: some travel, but not too much. Yeah, it would be nice. It's, yeah,
11: right. Exactly. And then we always and a lot of people have difficulty with this third level is what are the ideal Assets of the relationship. What are the ideal components? If this was like my dream relationship of all time, what would those tenants be? And a lot of times people say, well, oh my God, that's really hard.
5: Yeah, yeah.
11: (laughs) But that's also because we usually limit ourselves and say, well, if he, you know, if he or she or the job or whatever it might be, a friend, you know, if they just had these things, that would be enough.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it seems like that list that list just as somebody that works a lot with couples that are divorced or divorcing it seems like that's where the list would start be instead of having the ideal assets they we'd be making the list of ideally what we don't want them to have. Yes, which is the opposite up, of what you're saying. You're saying you should know what you want them to have.
11: Yes, and actually one of the things that we teach and this is just the beginning of Boys Before Business. Right.
5: This is, yeah, you yeah don't have there's time to a whole do it
11: lot all. more. But these are very important building blocks because the thing that we also want you to do when you actually write this letter about what your relationship looks like mm. is we actually want you to make sure that every statement that you make is positive. Yeah. So we don't we want you to be in a position where you refrain from using words like don't or he doesn't do this.
0: Or he will never. Or he, yeah,
11: yeah. Yeah. We don't, you know, no, don't use those words. No, why explain to us, us why? Them.
0: I get that. <laughs> that's and I get that's appreciative and it's really positive psychology, but what tell me why you know that that's so important that we don't frame it as the not.
11: I am a master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming. And what all of that means is I understand the science of the brain. Yeah. Okay. And How we actually hear things and experience things on a neurological level Okay, and that programming the language the words that we use the brain doesn't actually recognize the word don't So when we say I don't want him to blank Or I don't want her to blank. Yeah, we actually hear and process in our brains. I want him to
0: interesting
11: so you know how people, this is the best part, and I've met lots of people, I'm sure you have too, who keep repeating the same relationship. They keep creating the same oh, yeah. one, and they can't figure out for the life of them, why do I keep ending up in the same relationship?
0: That's what they say. Gosh, why is it that all the weirdos are attracted to me? are <laughs> like, I don't know. Check your, Often,
11: never mind. It's, it's usually this component, okay, of understanding what your must-haves are, those deal breakers. Yeah what would be nice or I would like, you know, this, and understanding what's ideal for you so that you can understand what's important to you, the right relationship for you, and then you can go out and find it. And then you can, together with that person or that company or that position or that friend or whatever you're looking for, then you can turn it into a dream experience for both of you. But you have to start here. You have to start with what's important to you, and you have to be able to define the relationship that you want to have.
0: Yeah. It seems like the 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 easiest one is kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe, a, maybe it's the ideal, or I don't know. It just seems like it, this is great, and then all of a sudden, the deal switches. Or you realize that, ah, you know, I thought I liked Depeche Mode, but this guy likes it a lot more than I do. And he will not quit playing Dimash mode. And then all of a sudden that's, I mean, so it seems like eventually some of these things will change even just as you age or as you mature.
11: They do. And it's really something that if some if someone, I'll give you a great example. If someone really is environmentally friendly and they really are committed to recycling and composting and that's a must have for them. And like for them, it's just, It's a deal breaker. Right. And then they get with somebody who throws out all the plastics in the regular garbage. Uh, Like, you know, all of these, whatever the table scraps are like from fruit and vegetables, they're just throwing them in the garbage and they're like, oh my God, you know. Yeah, waste, waste. After a while, it's going to become friction in the relationship because it just bothers them.
0: Well, and that's where they're out of, they're not, they're not unified, right? So that's going to create the dissonance.
11: It does because it really bothers people now you may have you may also have a couple where one of them recycles and loves to do it, and the other person doesn't or doesn't pay as much attention, so the other person picks it up for and does you know, it for the them the person and the couple yeah. and it's not a friction thing; it becomes almost like a humorous experience, like yeah. you know, come on you know yep. but the thing is, you have to be with the right person. So that you can be in alignment because the objective here, and I love to say this, life is meant to be shared. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Life is meant to be shared. That's where Boys Before Business comes together and helps you to be happy, be balanced, and have both boys and business. Or in the case of the guys, girls and business. You know. And if you're looking for that perfect business opportunity, career, position, and relationship because it's a relationship that you have... Don't mistake it for anything else. It's not just an income. Right. You really have to enjoy the time that you have on this earth. And when you put boys before business and use just these two simple pieces, we have a lot more. Oh, we have, yeah. You know, bazillion tips in the book, and I know you have a copy of it. it. You know, it really is something that we were very thoughtful about. We went back and we looked at our lives. We wanted to know how did we end up at nearly 40 and just past 40 and alone? And we were, and we wanted to be able to not just crack that code for us. We did it with the intention of cracking it for everybody we could possibly get it into the hands of.
0: That's great. Well, and I mean, what could be more important than finally having some integrity where our lives actually come together, where where our business life is an extension of us, and our family's a part of it, and vice versa? It's huge.
11: It is. And it's really rewarding. You know, I mean, you can see those people and I've watched them and now I am one of them, which is really such a pleasure and delight. I'm so happy to say where you watch these couples and you know, they're going to be together for like years and years. And maybe they already have been for like 20 years. Like, you know, I had grandparents that were married for 60 plus years Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And you just wonder, you're like, I want to be them, you know, (laughs) Yeah. I want to be able to yeah. sit there, you know, like 30, 40 or, you know, if you're younger, you know, 60 years from now and say, God, you know, what a great, great life we've had. And you have to be able to get there the smart way. Yeah. You know, this isn't about just basically acquiescing. Like we did a workshop. I'll say this really fast. We did a workshop and we, had, we have a lot of people that get profound insights when they come to our workshops and work with us or bring us in. She actually, this one woman said to us, I can't believe it. I've just been accepting the people that walk into my life without ever trying to figure out if they fit with me or if I fit with them.
5: Huh?
11: How many of your listeners possibly, and any of us, have done that? Because you don't ask those questions.
0: Yeah, we don't even you know don't- them.
11: Yeah, and you don't take the time to ask yourself what's important to you, so you can figure out whether this is a good match for you, whether this is a good business partner for you, whether this is a good company for you to work with.
0: <laughs> and, then, and then, all of a sudden, you just you're you're then stuck. In fact, I'm sitting here not to give you an, an NFL example, <laughs> but I'm going to. Um, Let's do it. So right now, they just they're changing out five or six, I think, coaches in the NFL. Yes. And and it's kind of been this universal issue where they try to bring in college coaches, and a lot of times those just flat out don't work. Or they try to bring in um, assistant coaches, and then almost universally those a lot of those don't work. But I, I look at these people, and their I guess their assumption is they want to be a head coach. But I wonder how many actually go through what you're talking about. And think it through and figure out what their core values are and identify what their deal breakers are. And because maybe if they really thought through it, they would just stay an assistant coach or a coordinator because it's a great gig. And they don't have to deal with what the head coaches have to deal with. And they don't even have to hardly talk to the owners. And they just get to go work their magic. And But the problem is with all of us is we don't spend that time. We just don't spend the time, which is why they need to get your book, the book, Boys Before Business." The Single Girl's Guide to Having It All. And really, the the principles apply just the same, girls before business as well. Jennifer, thanks for being on the show. Where can they get your book, and how can they find out more about you?
11: Well, one of the best places to go, oftentimes people love to get our book on Amazon.com. You can also get it at Barnes & Noble and all booksellers local. We love to support local indies also. Um, with our book. You can also go to the Boys Before Business website, boysbeforebusiness.com. And if you want to know more about me, because I do other things in addition to Boys Before Business, which of course I'm passionate about, you can go to Jennifer S. as in Sam Wilkov, W-I-L-K-O-V as in Victor.com, com.
0: Beautiful. Good work, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Really insightful. And I'm excited to have you back on the show sometime.
11: Thank you. I'd love to be with you again. I had a great time with you today. Thanks,
0: Jen. Take care.
11: Thanks, you
0: too. Great insights. Uh, Really, we can have it all. And the principles of relating, you know, they they apply to each of us. Life is meant to be shared. Jennifer's message, so uh, appreciate that. We'll be back to wrap up the show right here on The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
13: It's been a quarter of a century since the movie Back to the Future promised us flying cars. So, where are they?
9: This is Innovation Now.
13: A new vehicle called the Transition promises to get us closer to the future envisioned by movies and TV shows and closer to having a flying machine in our own garage. The Transition Light Sport Aircraft from Terrafugia seats two and can fly over 100 miles per hour for almost 500 miles it will be able to take off and land at any public use general aviation airport on the ground its wings fold up so you'll be able to simply drive on the road to your destination no rental car needed and there's a bonus it's small enough to park in your own driveway it's not just a concept either the company has completed both powered road testing and flight testing They plan to start delivering next generation vehicles to customers later this year. The ability of the transition to both fly and drive could help reduce the potential for accidents by allowing pilots to land and drive to their destination instead of flying through bad weather conditions. And when you're low on gas, no need for expensive jet fuel, you can fill this convertible up with unleaded fuel from your local gas
9: station.
10: Travel somewhere new every Monday with artist Eric Dowdled. Let Eric paint pictures in your mind of far-off places and their cultures.
13: If they're dancing, isn't that kind of an invitation for you to join in? Yeah, that's okay, but no one else did but me.
10: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. That (laughs) I was
13: dancing like a son of a gun.
10: Yes, you were. You were. Join Eric and co-host Dave for traveling with Eric Doudled. Weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Little Donna Summers here. Tell me this song doesn't bring back memories. Uh, maybe for you guys it won't, because you were in diapers. But Was I? I think you I were. never wore a
2: diaper, mat. <laughs> really? Potty train. <laughs> Tell me a, about that. Right <laughs> on
3: arrival. <laughs> As we wrap
0: up the show, we're going to talk about Skyboy, how he went diaperless his entire life. Um, Good stuff. Jennifer's a great uh, guest. Really interesting insight, and uh, I've I've brought next to me here BT Bryce Tobin, who's gonna you you got a little rant going. I I I do. I feel like
3: so. What I say a lot to people is balance. Get things balanced. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, and and that's good. I'm not going to yeah. back down from that. But it doesn't it doesn't matter how balanced something is. If it's too heavy, it's too heavy and you just can't lift it. And gravity doesn't care about you. It will crush your soul, all right? Or yeah. Or your relationship or whatever you right. want to say. Gravity doesn't care, all right? So
4: what does this have to do with your life?
3: Well, uh I'll take you I'll take you back a little while. Yeah. And
0: this is like a session
3: a little bit, okay? A little bit of a I'll, I'll give you a little window into my life. Yeah. Um I had just become a brand new radio producer. Matt Townsend show didn't exist at this point. It was just a thought. Wow. This is when we called it the Afternoon the Show. The Afternoon Show the unnamed look what it's kind of devolved into i was to say look what it's <laughs> mutated into it used to have such a majestic sound it used to sound you know it's just this thing that was off in the yeah. distance okay i i was i had full time school uh, i was doing all this stuff and i started working dating at... a robot no no robots okay only in my dream. No. <laughs> no. no. And you were starting, you started to I started working at a state. It's called a state hospital here. Yeah. It's a it's a what you'd call the state mental hospital. Yeah. All sorts of really kind of unclassy names for it. I started working in the children's wing.
4: Oh wow, hard.
3: Of it. Yeah. It was probably the most difficult thing I put myself through. So I had all this other stuff. Yeah. And I could say that my life was balanced. I was doing all sorts of good things. I had, yeah, we were in every area. I was, I was doing a lot of things I should have been doing, mm-hmm. but this was just exhausting working with these kids because you have some kids who have really big problems. Yeah, some of them are just that's how these kids are, and this is something they're going to have to deal with. Some of it is highly parentally influenced, right? And you can tell, and it's just bad luck on these kids parts and they have a hard life and then there's kids who are just there and you know what they probably shouldn't even be there just oops they've just yeah they've just ended up there oh. for some reason or another so you have these kids that have all these needs and these kids that have these problems that aren't necessarily their fault and then these kids that just
0: innocent bystanders
3: are innocent bystanders and that was just emotionally exhausting oh, I
0: bet. and right.
4: I was
3: talking with Rob today and uh, while we were figuring out what to do for the show today I realized you know what um, I didn't have very good relationship situations at that point because I was emotionally exhausted. You were too drained to be able to go. You were. It was too heavy to lift. It was too much. Yeah. There were good things, but it doesn't matter how balanced it is. No. It was too heavy for me to handle. Yeah, you were totally balanced, yet
0: still crushed. in overload.
3: Yeah, it's like it's, People Rel- say, I mean, emotionally. Yeah, and people say, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm going to say the fridge that crushed my soul. I think that's a better. <laughs> wow. That's what I'm going to say. That's right? why you don't drink straw drinks. <laughs> That's right. No, no. Um, I was just not, I just didn't, I had nothing.
0: too much. You didn't have anything else to give.
3: I didn't have anything else to give. And then, well, me and Rob were talking today. I thought, wait, I can't be
0: the only person who does this. No, I am pretty sure you are.
3: Oh, I'm the only one in no, but the you
0: world. Because that goes back to what our guest was talking about, exactly. that you really need to get in. And instead of trying to do everything, maybe you also need to start saying no. Yeah. To something, so when you wanted a relationship, you had to quit the hospital or quit other things, yeah, and start narrowing it down. Exactly, and I like that. Once,
3: once I got to that point, once yeah. I my my time was done there, oh man, suddenly I could I could identify and deal with people, and you started talking uh, to people. I again. I started talking to humans again, not robots. That's right, um, and you could actually go near a refrigerator.
0: I could. It was all right. See that that's when you came out of the shell. Yes. I'm glad you did. Thank you. See, that's a good insight, but it wasn't very ranty.
3: It wasn't. It was that that's that's kind of why uh, we like were it. like we were like, what
2: are we gonna do? And it's I healthier it a... when you don't rant, don't you, you think, Skyboy? Uh, I like the rants, actually. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? You like him out of control. I like him out of control. <sighs> Skyboy. No, that was good though. That was good too. That was a good. Though. That was I mean, good. I mean, good thought. maybe we
0: just yeah. get to see both sides. Was
2: that a little too deep? I could go like really
0: shallow. No, no, no. <laughs> like, All people are awful. No, I've just never seen. Merry University. Christmas. That I was, mean, no, that was really good. <laughs> that and I think that wraps up the show. In fact, by the way, there was a. Um, this is actually pretty important because there's some new research that came out um, about the fact that really good, healthy romantic partners actually make really good parents as well. So this kind of ties in with what Jennifer was talking earlier on the show, that if you are a really good romantic partner, you understand, you know how to talk, you know how to communicate, you know, you know how to meet people's needs, you're good at caregiving, you pay attention, guess what? You're probably a good dad, too. So, it's good. I'm looking at Skyboy for some reason. So, Skyboy, when yes. you're out looking for a life partner to share your life and your children and Iowa with. a whole state. The a whole, whole state. state. The whole state. The whole state. Then I want you to make sure you choose a good romantic partner. It's a great place to start because you're also choosing the parents. I mean, the parent of your children. This is true. And a good partner that pays attention and listens and understands and that's balanced. But not. But not to the extreme. Exactly. Minimally balanced and stay away from refrigerators. There we go. That's the Matt Townsend Show in a nutshell <laughs> the right there. Well, that's that, folks. Thanks for joining us. We hope you've uh, learned something. Again, if you'd love to uh, be a part of our show, give us a call. 801-422-0143. We'll always take your calls. Uh, and, again, we're here for you. We're here to give you a leg up, try to hopefully, if we can, make your life a little bit easier, make it a little smarter, and uh, a little humor in the way as well. Thanks, Skyboy, for coming. Of course. And we're gonna let you work a little later over time tonight so you can get that board back together.
2: Okay, sounds good.
0: Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow right here on the Matt Townsend show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.